Welcome to another exciting episode of the Nick and Nolan podcast, uh, titled As a Matter of Fact. Well, here we are, back for our third episode of this podcast. How are you doing tonight, Nick? Oh, I'm excited to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing really well because I actually had food tonight. <laughs> and I am doing pretty well considering that I haven't had food tonight. Well, last last time, if, if you were all paying attention, maybe we didn't even discuss it on our podcast, but you had Chick-fil-A and it got me thinking before I came... I'd have some Chick-fil-A. And it was actually pretty funny because while I'm at the restaurant there, I pick the tables next to the sauces because that's what you have to do. If you if you know there's sauce, you just got to well, get up. Well, caveat, not all Chick-fil-A's keep their sauces in the lobby. So I was blessed enough to be at a Chick-fil-A this evening that kept the sauces in that yes. specific area. And it led to the delightful story you're about to tell. <laughs> Indeed it did. And as I was sitting there uh, munching on probably, you know, a dozen fries with a dozen different sauces. There was a young girl about seven years old with her dad at the sauce counter asking her dad to grab her the Chick-fil-A sauce, to which he responded, which one? They're all Chick-fil-A sauce. And she says, no, more emphatically, the Chick-fil-A sauce. And as the confusion continued and the frustration I could see in her eyes, I just leaned over and said, it's the third bin, sir. And he grabbed it and she looked and said, that's the one. So I thought that was pre- pretty funny considering our topic for this evening. Which is? Well, it has to do with conflict and frustrations. Well, you know, I wish you had told me before we started because like, I'm not prepared at all. This is going to cause a lot of conflicts between us. Well, don't get frustrated. Take a deep breath. We're going to go over this. Are you okay. ready? I guess, yeah. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Well, I think this is an important topic because conflict... It's inevitable. In a sense, it's unavoidable. At some point in your life, you're going to encounter some conflict. Because believe it or not, we're all human. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're not human, thank you and please subscribe. All you turtles out there, I appreciate you. But yeah, I think there's going to be times where we're not always going to agree on things. And we're going to have to figure out how do we go about responding to the disagreements that we have in life. Mm -hmm. And so the main takeaway for me or the main thing i would discuss is we can't control what other people say or do but we rightly so can control what we say or do and there's a really good lyric in this song that talks about you can't keep the ground from shaking and that just makes me think you know conflict is inevitable you can't keep the ground from shaking similar to plate tectonics you can't keep them from moving rubbing up against each other creating devastating earthquakes yeah, so really what you have to do in those situations is just shake it off. Oh, another great song. I wish I knew who that was by. I should write this down. <laughs> we love so, you. If you're listening, Taylor, we love you. Thank you for all the music. Nolan thank, loves you a lot. Thank you for the music. That's another song. We'll get into that later. This podcast isn't about music, but I'm, I'm sure we can dive into our favorite music. I... I listen to a lot of, I guess, pop, but we had a trivia night that was recently, and we lost because we didn't get a song, well, we didn't get a song right. It was an Elton John song, and I didn't know what the title was, because... And your partner didn't know? No, my partner did not know. I, th- I thought 
he was a professing Elton John aficionado. Actually, to be honest, I'm pretty sure he didn't even think it was Elton John. <laughs> I think he said Billy Joel. Um, which, uh, you know. Well, trivia can be tough. That can cause a lot of conflict. But let's get into some trivia here. Okay. Um, when uh, when you think about conflict, what comes to mind? Well, there's a lot of things that come to mind when I think of conflict. I would say that basically most conflict is caused by a disagreement. I mean, I think that's the foundation of what causes a conflict. And it it can be led by misunderstanding or miscommunication. But pretty much conflicts, in my opinion, start when two people are just uh, perceiving a situation differently. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. I, I, when I thought of this topic, the first thing that popped in my head because I had just finished watching all of Seinfeld, which is a fantastic show for those of you who don't know, who were born after the year yes. when it would have, whatever it was. The 90s. The 90s. But still relevant. It's still very relevant. Yes. Um, Seinfeld is a genius. There's a great episode in the last season. I think it's episode 10. And George Costanza's father has this holiday called Festivus. And there's a really funny tradition at this holiday, which is a fake holiday, by the way. So don't go celebrating this, guys. But he gets everybody around the table, and he stands up, and he says, now it's time for the airing of grievances. Yeah. <laughs> and he yells at everybody, I got a lot of problems with you people. And he starts going off and kind of airing all the baggage that he has, the disagreements that he has. And I think that's sometimes how we feel. We get so frustrated with other people, in a sense, that we just want to air it all out. You know, We sure. want to be able to... I got so many problems with what's happening with you, and I just want to let you and the whole world know so that you can know well, how you wronged me. I, I think in, on, on a private level, that's why people pay hundreds of dollars an hour to go see a therapist uh, so they can talk about it. Because talking is healthy, but yeah, there are forms of talking that you know, we'll get into that kind of mask themselves as a healthy expression of you know your your frustrations or just your opinions but they are not yeah but we'll lead into that yeah no i I definitely agree with you there so i have two schools of thought when it comes to conflict and the two different types of conflict that i think happen in our society one i think is less prevalent um but still happens that's this in-person conflicts that you have with people and it's when you bump into somebody. That's just an easy example. But it can be when somebody's using the TV when you're wanting to use it. Someone stole the remote. Someone spilled some soda on your paperwork. Whatever it happens to be, there's a problem that occurs between two people in person. And I think that causes an argument or some type of conflict mm-hmm. that has to ultimately be resolved. Or you fight about something because of that. You get upset, angry. Those are the, what I call in-person conflicts. Now, the second school of thought on this conflict is the response that we have through different types of mediums, specifically social media, where you have Facebook, Instagram. I mean, we could go all day on Twitter conflicts that happen. And a lot of those you wouldn't think 
are very important because they can <coughs> be easily, yeah, they can be easily brushed off. You know, this isn't, I don't know these people, what's happening. Yeah, it's very impersonal. But there's also those that happen through text. I think that's where I see a lot of frustrations and conflicts, especially mm. when I hear from people who, you know, or don't hear from them because they don't text back. That can be a big um, aisle of conflict there or frustration. So I think these are the different types of disputes that go on that are happening in this sphere uh, of this, you know, this instant gratification generation that we're living in. Sure. We're always typing away, trying to get responses from people, responding to things. We feel left out. We didn't get invited to so-and-so party. We get upset. We get frustrated. Um, so yeah, those are the, those are my two schools of thought that I think happen in conflict. What do you think about that? Well, I agree. I like I like I said um, earlier. The I mean, pretty much you know, reiterating what you said about conflicts being, uh, especially these days, more impersonal and people need to talk and they need to let things out. And, you know, my example of seeing a therapist to just talk things out is, is one way of people dealing with their conflicts, but you hit the nail on the head. I think when you talked about social media and especially, well, I'll start by saying, um, I'll take the social aspect out of it and I'll just start by talking about media. And so, in a world in you know in the world that we live in right now we are heavily influenced whether we want to admit it or not by what we watch on television or seeing the movies or reading the newspaper or you know whatever is being pushed out to us it's always on 24/7 we can get instant everything yeah for sure so not all that information is is good though and it's not all um true and so we get a lot of biased opinions about different topics politics religion um you know weather sports whatever any any social topic you've you've got science and then you've got opinions and i think a lot of times opinions are fueled by emotions and I mean, you know, we, we, we're not going to go into the psychology of why people uh, have the opinions they have. Right. But I think a lot of the social media conflicts, like Facebook, for example, has allowed people to air their grievances in, <laughs> yeah, yes. in a festivist kind of way. This is, this is correct. Uh, about all those topics that were being fed. And so, you know, just for example, the president right now is a big topic of debate you know and it and presidents and politics have always been a division between republicans and democrats and you know a lot of that's fueled by the media a lot of it's fueled by just people's upbringings and they they're a democrat because of this they're a republican because of that but there's just this conflict and it never seems to be really healthy when we talk about it, um, whether it be in person or on social, social media. media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think a day has gone by where I don't see some debate going on on Facebook if you scroll through the feed. And even today, I mean, somebody was responding to something and getting upset about you know, something I had said. Um, it, it's, it just, yeah, it just happens where people, they get emotional 
about the situation or they feel like they need to say something and mm-hmm. they decide to comment. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Comments. Uh, and, and then there's those people who just need to comment on everything. And I, I wouldn't always call them trolls, but I, I'd say a lot of the times there are people who are just trolling out there on social media or YouTube or Twitter, you know, anywhere where you can leave a comment and or news articles. Or, so they're just trolling. They're seeing topics that they don't agree with and they're commenting in a disagreement. And I mean, honestly, none of that stuff ever gets resolution. And I think we all know that deep down. We know that conversations held online are 99% of the time never going to go anywhere. Right. So there's not really any form of healthy conflict resolution when it comes to two people disagreeing online. I think that's, that's worth repeating for everyone who out there, who's out there listening. As a matter of fact, conversations online are 99.9% probably never (laughs) going to get resolved that way when you're having an argument with someone. So if you think you bested your uncle this time, think again, Billy Jean. Yes, I am 100% sure that it is (laughs) 99.9% impossible to resolve conflicts on social media. There you have it. This is a first take from our podcast. So, Yes. Now, we don't have to um, have you agree with us. You know, we're not trying to cause division or conflict with this podcast, but we do want to kind of talk about just the reality of conflict and and why it really is, you could say in a way, human nature. And if you don't know how to deal with it, and then you throw everything else into the mix in today's society, that really makes it difficult to have respectful relationships with other people. Um <clears throat> Yeah, you got you got a you got a big topic that that it needs uh you know discussing. It it's kind of ironic that the topic of conflict really needs conflict resolution. So conflict itself <laughs> needs to be resolved. Yeah. <laughs> that's a mind that's a mind blown right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how do we get past this then? What what does healthy conflict resolution look like? Uh, I read this book last month called Adulting. Um, I I wouldn't know if I'd highly recommend it. It was definitely worth the read. But one of the things that it talked about is an inability to resolve conflicts. It can ultimately cost you friends. It can cost you family members. It can cost you your job if you're unable to resolve conflict well. Um, But at the end of the day, it can keep you from really having peace. So I thought that was a good takeaway from that book. Yeah, and you know what? Actually, you bring up a good point because I think conflict, when it when it comes down to it, um, when you look at like the root consequences that conflict causes, it it really only affects you in the long run. And it when you have a conflict with somebody, or you hold a you know you hold a grievance towards somebody, and you disagree with somebody to the point where you're trying to change their mind or their opinion, uh, you you might be effective in changing their opinion, but it's going to cause you a lot more grief in the process than, rather than just um, you know trying to agree to disagree. And if they've hurt you, 
You know, they say forgiveness is for you, not for the other person. And so uh, I think, you know, when it comes to conflicts, you you have to try and resolve something for, you know, for if you're trying to maintain a relationship or repair a relationship with somebody, you want to you want to have that conflict resolution so you can you move forward. But you you also want to. um you know, you want to understand where the other person is coming from. That's easier said than done, especially if it's somebody that you care about. I think if it is somebody that you care about, it's it's worth it being able to say, hey, we don't agree on this. And I mean, my parents are really great friends with a lot of people on a different side of the aisle than they are politically. And they're able to have civil discussions. And of course, they're not always going to convince each other. Rarely are they going to convince each other of anything. But it is that respect that they have because they care about each other. Mm-hmm. And so when you take a step back and look at that, I think that's what's important. But what you were mentioning earlier made me think of this quote about holding on to anger. It's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. I think that has a lot to do with the conflict when we get upset or yes. frustrated. Yeah. Well, we're expecting the other result. We're expecting the other person to come to us and apologize to us for what they did. And we're holding on to that grudge and... Instead of us being the ones to, to try to resolve this conflict, we're expecting it to just get resolved automatically. And that's not going to happen. Well, and you know what? I'll, I'll give you an example in my own personal life. I actually have had those situations where I'm upset and it hasn't been handled correctly or it hasn't been handled well by the other person. But something that the other person has done has upset me. And, you know, this, this, this can go for anybody that's in my friend circle, but obviously it's going to be more impactful for people who, you know, you, I I have a um, stronger emotional connection with or a deeper relationship that I've built with them. But if there's something that somebody does that offends me or, you know, they do something directly to me or I think it's done directly to me, but, um, it, you know, they might not even know, but if I try to express that frustration, I've been met with some poor conflict resolution on the other person's part where they'll turn it back around and they'll be upset and they'll say something like, well, you never do this or, you know, you you are just seeing the situation wrong. And I mean, that kind of falls into where we need to be better about understanding conflict resolution for, you know, for both sides of the party. You, like you said, you can't, you can't be mad at somebody, but, you know, and try to get back at them or try to change their, their opinion or, or whatever, try to, try to, um, try to get that retribution that you feel in your heart that you want when you're the one that is, like you said, drinking the poison. Yeah, and let's just be clear about uh, this. I mean, we're all going to get frustrated at times with each other because of these misunderstandings or these conflicts. And I think the one thing that's important to remember is it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to get upset. It kind of shows that you care. You care about this relationship. You care about the situation that's going on. But it's how you channel that frustration and how we respond in that frustration, as a matter of fact, is what I think truly matters. And so what I see quite often is... A situation will arise where, let's say, a party happens, and then somebody doesn't get invited, and they find out they weren't invited, and they'll get frustrated about that. Now, there's times where I've been left out from uh, invites and different things, and I'm such a social person. I love doing things, and I'm like, oh, man, guys, I would have loved to be there. Why didn't you invite me to that? 
Um, yeah. But it just happens. And so I can get frustrated about it. I can get upset. But how am I going to respond to them as my friends? Am I going to lash out at them and say, I can't believe you didn't invite me to that and get all upset? I think in that attitude, in that situation, they're not going to want to invite you to things in the future. But if you respond in a way that is mature, you'll say, hey, I hope you guys had a good time. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time, if you think about me, I'd love to come join you for whatever it happens to be. And that's not necessarily an easy thing to do because right. we have to put aside our ego in a sense because we expect them to invite us to those things. Yeah. But it's something I see a lot that happens, especially in our generation and friends that I have, uh, with hanging out. And I think they don't recognize how their responses really elevate and cause more conflict. What What's interesting to me about that actually is that's something that for this generation, uh, and I can only speak to this generation from what I've experienced, that I think stems a lot from, like you said, ego and pride, but also from a false sense of intimacy. So a false sense of friendship that I don't want to I don't want to generalize, but it can be caused with I think social media, and we come back to social media all the time, and we know that that technology wise, it's been a benefit for a lot of things in our lives, but it's also caused a lot of barriers and a lot of things that just we we haven't experienced as humans before. And, you know, this generation has grown up pretty much with social media in their lives all the time. And the social media aspect of the the false intimacy, it, I mean, that's really, it's really been a big driving factor to, you know, the creation of false intimacy and false friendships. And I know a lot of people, including myself, who have gone down that path where we've been frustrated because we haven't been invited to something, but it's because, I mean, I mean to not to sound harsh, but we were really frustrated because we thought they, these people were our friends, but they actually weren't. And we didn't put time into, you know, build relationships with them. We see them at group gatherings only. We don't make an effort to talk to them. We, we don't get invited to things because they just don't really know us, but we see them all the time on social media because we're their Facebook friends, quote unquote. Instagram is where it's at. I would say Instagram, you see their stories every day. You see what they're doing. They went to the dentist. You're like, oh, that's a good friend. Okay, wait, so you're saying that you feel like Instagram is a, a bigger platform that platform. gives you that false sense of intimacy okay. yeah, yeah. I, I would i would say so because if you know the instagram stories that are going on people know i went to the gym the other day that's right uh, people know whose dogs i'm hanging out with um it's it's those kind of things where you're seeing people on a regular basis and you're like oh you know i'm good friends with them i commented on their you know on their post yeah it was funny yeah <laughs> but then you're then you're like thrown for a loop and you're shocked because they didn't invite you to their birthday party or something yeah but you commented on their posts why didn't they invite you to their birthday party uh, they, it must be their fault yeah they're a horrible person definitely horrible if you come yeah. on someone's post <laughs> i mean you should be their best friend because that, they I think accepted you, have to you. Send them, i think you have to send them a private message and comment on a post to be considered best friend material in that in that sense yeah just continue to live let's not meet up at through... starbucks today or have a general conversation. Let's uh, let's just comment on each other's posts. Well, and and you know, actually, you know, since we're talking about this, and not to um, digress too much or ramble on, but 
there's there's just this this false sense of friendships and relationship from social media because it allows us to be so connected and so we can have 1400 friends on facebook you know a thousand followers on instagram and we think that well we're, we're friends with so many people and this is our community because well my friends are friends with that person and they're they're friends so we're all friends with each other uh, you know and then we never see them or we see them in a group setting and you know we we're like oh yeah i, I liked your your post about this or that or, or how, how's your dog doing and you've never had an interaction with this person before or you know maybe if you have it's only been for a second and that i think is one driving factor to a lot of the conflicts that we have in our own hearts uh, and especially if you're somebody who has more insecurity or if you're more social and you don't have the same kind of social opportunities that you know our society used to have because we didn't have technology so you had to make an effort to go meet people right um now you kind of get that you get that fix you know like we've talked about just being friends with people to make yourself feel better and so you kind of get that fix on social media because you think you're included but these people might not even know your name no that's definitely true uh, gary tan has a really interesting uh, quote and I'd, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this and if, how it relates to our topic but he says we don't really want things we want the feelings we think those things will give us and so in this realm of thinking of you know this this emotional find this emotional balance between having friends in real life mm -hmm. and then you're having these expectations towards people on social media who you think are your friends i think it, it i think a lot of it comes down to when these frustrations as we want to feel something we want to feel loved we want to feel like we belong in these groups we want to feel like people care about us um and so it's not necessarily that we want to go to that party because we missed out on that great trivia, whatever it was, it's, we just want to have these feelings of, you know, acceptance and value. I know. I feel like I want to be invited sometimes to trivia. You know, I feel like I get left out. Are you good at trivia? <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's what it comes down I, to. I love you. You, you just got to have the conversation of like, Hey, I know you probably are full on your team for your trivia night, but if you could fit me in, that'd be great. Instead of being like, well, I thought we were friends. You never invite me. I see you doing things with other friends that are my friends, but how right. come it's, I don't get invited? It's how you address it. And definitely being able to talk to people and having that communication. Communication's key when it comes to these situations. And if you're able to have open and honest communication with people, um, that could ultimately cause more conflict in some situations. But it can also resolve a lot of the things that you've been thinking or feeling that can help you understand where the relationship's at, where you're going. And hey, you want to come to trivia in a couple weeks, Nick? Yeah, I would love to. All right. That'd hey, be great. I think we just resolved some conflict right here on the show. Wow. I do have... Um... Well, hold on. Before you before you move on, I did want to respond to... Okay. I wanted to respond more definitely to what you asked about feeling included and uh, wanting, not wanting things, but can you repeat what you, what you had said, the quote? Oh, yes. The Gary Tan quote... It says, we don't really want things. We want the feelings we think those things will give us. Okay. So, uh, real quick, I think there's actually a lot of psychology behind that, 
thought process of you know that desire of wanting things uh or or wanting the feeling of things and not actually wanting the things and i think it's situational um it's definitely not that's i don't think that that statement's true for every situation but there is there's you know a mentality that leads people to i think just innately want to belong that's why people join cults that's why people join gangs that's why people stay in abusive relationships. Yeah. And I mean, those are all toxic examples, but that feeling of inclusion is almost more of a, a high and a, you know, an addiction or an attraction than actually realizing what you're included in. And just like actually, for example, I'll give you a great example. Uh, my girlfriend and I were talking recently about loud sound systems in your vehicle ah and so i i i was honest with her and you know she she had said yeah i always thought that was stupid in high school people just bumping their systems and it was loud and obnoxious and i said yeah you know i used to like it actually but the only reason i did it was to show off and i liked the way that it made me feel because i felt like I was being noticed or whatever you know and right and i'm sure a lot of you can relate to that because and, and, and you know, on, on on one side of it, there there is some um, there there's some joy you get from having nice sounding music, but then when you're obnoxious about it and you go overboard because you just want to have you know a dope beat in your car, you get that positive response from people when you pull up in the parking lot and you're like, yeah, I like that. Well, I don't know if it's positive, but <laughs> you get a response and. <laughs> Uh, you don't you don't need you don't even want to listen to the music that loud you don't even want to oh, I always, spend a thousand dollars i always want to listen to taylor swift that loud well that's a different kind of <laughs> that's a different topic that's different kind i don't of want joy. to cause conflict though so let's move on all right so yeah so moving on yeah i wanted to go back to you know we're talking about all this this conflict in the school of thought of responses through these different types of mediums but real quick i just wanted to go through the in-person for those of you out there who are listening, you have in-person conflicts or that's with a parent um, or with a sibling. I think this is just a practical tip that I've learned that I think would help. And I wanted to, to get it in there to have some practical tips in our podcast. Um, it's from a really good book that I would highly recommend called don't sweat the small stuff by mm. Richard Carlson. Never it, heard it before. It's has over 5 million copies sold. <laughs> yes. But he has a chapter in here called Count to Ten. And the, the basic premise of this is when you're feeling angry or frustrated, uh, the way to relax is to pause. Um, it's breathing in for 10 seconds, then holding your breath for 10 seconds, then breathing out for 10 seconds. And it's helping you visualize how you can come through this and ask questions and not respond immediately. And I think that's one thing we do have in this this generation is we don't have enough patience. We respond so instantly with people when we are frustrated. Um, somebody stepped on our toe. We want to respond instantly. And I think if we just took a pause and took a breath, whether it's responding in person or whether it happens to be social media wise, to really try to think through it a little bit more, we'll have better responses and it'll lessen the frustrations we have uh, in our conflicts. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. 
Okay. Uh, I don't have anything. I don't have anything to respond to with that. <laughs> uh, but I, I agree. You, you can't. It, you can't sweat the small stuff. I, I, you know, for lack of a better phrase, that that's true. Why worry about something before it happens, or when you don't know the outcome of it? You you might have to end up having to worry about it when it actually does happen. So that's definitely easier said than done, especially for people who have anxiety. But really try to like think about that in in those situations when you are when when you're worried that something's going to happen before it happens you're just creating unnecessary worry because you're you're going to end up worrying twice if it actually does happen and so you're going to suffer through it twice and you know we all we all deal with conflict we all deal with with suffering and struggles but if you can, like Richard Carlson said, don't sweat the small stuff and, you know, just take things as they come, you're going you're gonna to start realizing that, uh, I guess, things are easier to manage. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And then, That's good. Just, yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, and that's... looking at conflict, in a sense, I, I like movies. We just talked about movies, but... All movies have conflict, but I think the best movies have good conflict resolution. And so even in The Crimes of Grindelwald, I can't wait for the third Fantastic Beasts to come out and resolve all this conflict. I need to know what happens. Well, <laughs> Yeah, and that, and that, in a way, some people might disagree, but that's good movie making where they create a conflict that doesn't get resolved because they want you to come back and see the next movie. <coughs> Avengers. What? Did you say something? in game no not at all no i i think though that you're right i i like seeing conflict resolved in movies i think that's just basic storytelling you know that's just like the structure of of really good storytelling where if you remember how you were taught to write a, a story or you know write an essay in school you had you had different sections that you had to put in there to really keep the reader interested, you know, and you had to have that conflict. Right. So people could stay interested. Yeah. I took a film class in high school and that was one of the things we had to create. You know, it's the arc of storytelling Mm -hmm. is you have the antagonist, the protagonist, and there's this conflict between them. And then you have to figure out how to resolve it. Mine was about a crime, a thievery, that happened, and so somebody stole something valuable of somebody else's, and I can't. very classic one. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. fun. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> no, that is fun. I, I, I think sometimes though, conflicts just can't be resolved. Yeah, and and sometimes that's the most difficult thing of all is when you have relationships that you want to resolve the conflict, but the other person's unwilling in a sense to resolve it so moving on from that yeah can be difficult those situations are difficult but a lot of the times that's uh like a telltale sign that well you might just need to move on yeah it takes a lot of maturity i think on your part to not get overly frustrated with the situation yeah i actually um i i wanted to say in regards to that it was something i thought of earlier about how we experience conflicts between you know two parties 
uh, I think actually, you know, some of the examples you've provided and, and things you've told me in the past, conflict is one-sided a lot of the times. So the other person doesn't even know that they're causing conflict. Yeah. And you mentioned text messaging. Right. So I think, or, or just phone conversations where you call somebody, they don't call you back. Right. That creates conflict where you think, you know, your insecurities come up and you're like, well, they must not like me or they don't want to talk to me or they're avoiding me or they don't text you back. And you're, you think the worst and not everybody does that, but you, you know, I, I know I do. And you, you think people are just bad with communication. (laughs) Or you get bitter about it and you say <laughs> some people are just bad with communication. But no, uh, some people handle communication differently when it comes to the kind of commu- communication you know, abilities we have these days. Instant communication, instant gratification. Yep. You want you want to see that, that uh, response coming through on your iPhone uh, right away. You want to see them responding with the little dots and you don't get it or... It's the golden rule reversed, I call it. It's doing to others as you would have them do unto you, but in a sense, it's you want others to do to you what you're going to do for them. So if I do something for you, I expect it back in return. That's kind of what this this line of thinking is that you're saying because you go out of your way to call somebody and they don't call you back, get frustrated about it. You text somebody and you're always on it with immediately texting them back. They don't do the same for you. You get frustrated with that person. That's yeah. It's the golden rule in reverse, I would say. I would also call it unrealistic expectations. And for that, you'd have to go back and refer to our first podcast about <laughs> having appreciation instead of expectations. But I think we've dialogued uh, enough about this issue. Yes, um, we have. We don't want to create conflict with our listeners who will probably not even get to this point. But if you've made it this far... Well, and you know what? <laughs> Here's the thing. That attitude is not helpful. So let's just resolve this conflict right now and just realize that, yes, as we're recording this, we've gone on about 42 minutes so far, That's but there were some points a perfect time. where we're going to have to go back and cut some stuff out. So as the listener, when you're listening to this, you're going to get a perfect little package of a nice, easy listening podcast where it won't go on too long. So I hope that you look forward to that even though you've already listened to it at this point. (laughs) But (laughs) on that note... And for all the turtles that made it this far, we appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Well, I hope you all have a great rest of your week. We look forward to dialoguing with you about another issue important to our hearts. And yeah, just be thoughtful. Take a pause out of your day. Be patient with other people. And hopefully you can not avoid conflict, but hopefully you can healthily resolve it. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners, our subscribers, our new subscribers. Please subscribe if you don't uh, already. Share this with your friends and family. We are all ages, grandma approved, (laughs) and, and we look forward to talking to you again. Until next time. Bye.